Welcome to Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we are dedicated to waste reduction efforts, both big and small. I'm Biz. I'm Emily. And today we are going to talk about COVID and its effect on how we use reusables in our daily lives. COVID and reusables, how have you been coping with that? Uh, yeah, so that stinks, <laughs> to, to put it lightly. Um, COVID really put a, I feel like it kind of dialed my efforts back with, you know, reducing my waste and things like that quite a bit, um, along with, I'm sure a lot of other people felt the exact same way. I can tell by business expression <laughs> that she also feels that way. Oh my word. Yeah, I had kind of been starting my waste-free journey, um, or, or kind of getting more into it, I guess it's probably been almost two years now. And so I had kind of figured out my routine with grocery shopping and skincare. And, you know, you kind of get into, um, I mean, we're creatures of habit. So once you do something for the first time and it works really well, then you can kind of consistently do that. And so a big thing for me was grocery shopping and I had literally figured out exactly what items I could get in bulk, what containers I like to use, what, you know, I would go to certain, I had to go to multiple stores, which I know is not um, accessible for everyone, but I had kind of figured out my routine. And then when COVID happened, it was basically like, just kidding. Um, <laughs> psych, you can't. Uh, I mean, you can still go to those stores and you can still um, kind of do the same things, but everything has to be packaged. You can't bring your reusable bags, no to-go containers, like nothing. So it kind of stopped me in my tracks, I'll say, and was something where I was like, oh my gosh, how can I even fathom trying to live low waste in a COVID reality? And I don't know, how how did you find it? Well... It really stressed me out <laughs> when it, when everything started, when everyone started just cutting out reusable containers completely. I mean, my first interaction with COVID as affecting my life, period, was when I went to a cafe and they wouldn't take my mug. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, what? That was, Why? That was also <laughs> my first experience. So I was still working. Like, I was still in the office downtown that I work well, I don't work at anymore because I work down or I work from home. But yeah, it was kind of the week before everything shut down and and schools closed and stuff. And we were just going for a coffee break. And I always bring my reusable mug wherever I go. We were walking into City Center Mall and at the Starbucks. And I was like, yeah, like ordered my drink. Here's my mug. And they were like, oh, yeah, sorry. No, we can't do that anymore. I literally I like, walked what? out of the line and went to a different cafe. <laughs> Yeah, my friend that was with me is like, I'm so sorry. This is weird. (laughs) Like, no, I'm going somewhere else. I'm getting my coffee and it's going in a reusable mug. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it really. Yeah. Same thing with my grocery routine. It's just Mm -hmm. like bulk barn was, was my go-to because. It was, I knew all the things. I just went in there and scooped my stuff and mm-hmm. no garbage whatsoever. And I love that my pantry is just full of all these jars and containers that I know I'll just reuse over and over and over again. And it really just cut my waist down so much. Mm-hmm. But no more. No more. Yeah, I was going to say the first time I went grocery shopping after 
things kind of started shutting down and reusables were an absolute no-go. I feel like I used more plastic in one grocery shop than I had in like months and months of grocery shopping. Yeah. Um, Because every single thing that you buy at the grocery store, pretty much, unless there's an option in metal or glass, which are usually more expensive. So that's another factor that has to be considered. Yeah. And even then, I mean, you're still, there's still waste. It's just not quite as bad as the plastic option. Right. Exactly. And there's, you know, I haven't had, I've had such a, I'm so deprived of chocolate. (laughs) You've given up chocolate? Well, because there's no waste-free alternative. There's no way to get chocolate. It's not true. I, I have gotten the odd box of Smarties. Yeah. But that's okay. That's pretty much it. Like Right? Yeah. I love my chocolate. And to be completely <laughs> honest, like I was that person who went to Bulk Barn and I had like fifteen containers and me and my partner well more specifically my partner, I would say that he's converted me, but our total candy fiends, like total we love candy. Like <laughs> I don't ask me yeah why but loves candy so I would be that person that went into bulk barn with like 15 small containers and would fill them all up with different kinds of candy and was like yeah like zero waste candy overload as because I'm a ridiculous adult but I don't really have that much candy and chocolate but I always have some but just to have a little bit I always have a stash yeah I just haven't because there's no way to get it I mean Fine, I there can give up chocolate. There's, yeah. there's, I can live without chocolate if I have to. Obviously, I have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like my snacks. So if I need a carb snack, like <laughs> granola, because I don't get granola bars, I get mm-hmm. bulk granola. Yeah. And then divvy it up into little containers. Mm-hmm. And um, that, I, yeah, can't do it. So then, um, so for things, I guess that's another. Thing that is interesting to me is that in the things that you can't get without packaging like what do you do now because I found for me like I've been faced with the reality that like I kind of just have to buy things in packaging now which is not something that I did before but what have you done have you just said no uh, this is a luxury item I don't need this anymore no, you know I've actually still been getting bulk but in larger quantities Okay. So, like, I per- I really like Earl Grey tea. Mm-hmm. And so I get it in bulk from Bulk Barn. But now Ooh, I'm getting okay. gotcha. a giant bag of it, and I'm hoping it's going to last me till COVID's over. <laughs> yeah, 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 because then you only have to use one plastic one bag. One bag yeah. for that amount. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense, because I was like, wait, are you finding some other alternative that you don't have to create? Don't worry. Waste? If I found something, I would tell you. <laughs> like, we need to tell the people of the podcast. I'm not holding out on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was so excited to hear that, that scientists are now saying that reusables are no less safe than the disposable plastic alternative. Yeah, so which is a huge win. We kind of for... touched on that a little bit last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a huge win for the single-use plastics movement because I really feel like COVID and kind of everyone's been saying this is like, you know, thrown back the single-use plastic movement so far because everyone wants to use it you know, a new container so yeah. that they don't get COVID, which I can appreciate. Like I can appreciate the public 
fear of, you know, getting COVID. But unless it's a sterile item, a disposable plastic container doesn't make it more sanitary. Oh, totally. Well, yes and no. Someone's still got to touch that container to put it where it was. That's true, but it's the person. So, okay, but as someone, like an employee, then isn't put at risk. Like, you as a consumer, if you're going to a coffee shop, you're making the choice to consume a product that someone might is making, right? You're making that choice. Whereas the person working there doesn't necessarily have the choice. Like, if I brought my reusable container... The person who's working at the cafe doesn't know where I've been, what I've done with that container, if I have COVID, if I'm following the law, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Right. But I know that that organization has, you know, policies and procedures in place to make sure that that employee isn't, you know, sick at work or has COVID or, you know, is wearing a mask, blah, 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 all of those kind of things. So I, as a consumer, am making a choice to say hey, yeah, I want a coffee from this person and they can touch my cup. Okay. That being said. No, no, no. We're talking about touching the cup. But you can have a contactless refill. You can, yes. And I know because Transcend does it. Mm -hmm. And that's the only latte I've had in the last three months. Because Mm -hmm. you put your cup down, you stand back, they come over, they pour it in, never touches the cup, Their container never touches my cup. I never have to touch anything that they've touched. They never have to touch anything that I've touched. It's Heck, it's safer. Right? Yeah. I'm super into that, for sure. If if they have to hand a cup to me, a paper Mm -hmm. cup, they've touched it. That's true. But if they just pour it it into my cup, nobody touches anything. Yeah, you're right. Why are we all doing this? This is the best best method. And and I feel like... For sure. Why couldn't we do that with bulk items as well? If you're bringing your own container, if the worker at the store scoops it for you, then we're not having a bazillion people touching the scoops, and they're scooping it into your container. They don't have to touch your container. You don't have to touch the scoop. Nobody's touching anything. Yeah. It can be done. Yeah. Well, and especially because right now for Bulkborn and other you know, bulk refill establishments, a lot of the time they will have an attendant with you, right? Like, I haven't been to a lot of these during COVID, I'm not going to lie. I've been avoiding grocery shopping in general as much as possible. Um, But, like, would they have someone come with you that has to fill your things, like, the bags anyways? Because I've heard that. That's what Bulk Barn's doing right now. Yeah, yeah, right? So they have someone, they have an attendant that comes in with a customer and is one-on-one filling things for them anyways, why couldn't they just like dump it into your container without touching the container with a scoop? Yeah. I don't know. We've cracked like the code. We've, we've done it. We've figured it out. We've <laughs> solved the problem. <laughs> All right. Okay. Podcast is over. No, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, you're right that it's, there is a way to do it and organizations just have to structure themselves differently in order to accommodate that because starbucks can't take your mug from you at the beginning when you order a drink anymore right Right. like they can't that's that doesn't make any sense you're right they have to build in other ways in order to be able to just like deposit you the item directly that you want without any of the literal trash that comes with it yeah 
But I mean, we've seen now this um, health expert statement addressing safety of reusables and COVID-19 that over 100 scientists have now signed off on that the most prevalent way that COVID spreads is through water droplets in the air and not through contact, generally speaking. The contact transmission is mostly happens if you don't wash your hands regularly or if you touch your face after you've touched something that other people have touched. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just, you know, the basic hygiene rules still remains the main tactic here. Wash your containers, wash your hands, try not to touch your face, maintain distance, wear a mask. Like these things would still be helpful using reusables. It's totally. Not, it's not going to make it any more or less safe. And scientists agree. <laughs> yeah. And so check. <laughs> so now I guess the thing is, is that you know, organizations need to feel the pressure from the public to go back, right? Because we had to pressure organizations to do this in the first place. To do this in the first place, exactly. So now it's kind of up to us as the consumers, I would say, to, yeah, get organizations on board and get them to go back to taking reusables. Because honestly, I'm not saying that this on any individual level for anyone who is part of an organization. But businesses as a whole mostly just want to keep people happy so that they keep buying their stuff. And so they're more afraid of people freaking out because they're not doing enough than people actually being safe. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) So if they can hear the outcry from the other side of it too, then they'll realize that their customers aren't happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need to move forward because, okay, we're dealing with the situation now, but there are long-term problems that we also need to deal with. Totally. I completely agree. And I think that, especially in Canada, I know that our cases are still increasing and COVID is something that we're still managing, but I feel like Canada is at the point now where uh, most provinces have things opening up. Like, I went to a movie the other day at the princess theater which was delightful um but yeah like we're kind of starting to go back into our somewhat i guess i say this in quotations normal pace of life and why can't reusables be a part of that yeah and and i think it is coming but it'll come faster if we can put pressure on those those businesses and i mean some great ways to do that are uh, writing reviews on google Mm-hmm. <laughs> emailing them directly um, calling them out on social media they hate this they hate it when you do that because that draws their attention when you're telling other people more than if you're contacting them directly yeah because oh if, for sure if it's behind closed doors they can easily just be like oh well no yeah but if it's like I am outraged everyone hear me cry that so and so is everyone not. hear my complaint yeah. yeah everyone hear my complaint go don't go to this place they're they're bad that's mm-hmm. when they're like no 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 we want to make you happy <laughs> wait 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 yeah let's figure this out yeah so that's a very powerful yeah we as consumers need to make our voices be heard and need to tell people that reusables are safe i mean i'm not going to say 100% that you're not going to get COVID or you won't get sick from using... From touching an object? Yeah, from touching an object. But at the same time, as long as you're practicing diligent, proper hygiene, 
that's the, right. your best defense. But every that's time always going to be your best defense. Every time you go to a cafe, do you not have to open the door? Oh, totally. Or like, <laughs> you know, a hundred percent. I'm just saying that I don't want someone to be like, I got COVID from reusable and then be like, I heard on Becoming Less that they told me that it wouldn't oh, yes. happen. Yes. <laughs> I'm leaving a get out of jail free card for myself just in case. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yes. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. We are not saying that this is a hundred percent foolproof. Yeah. But at the same time, scientists across the globe are saying that it is no more or less safe. yeah no more or less safe and the impact that having reusables and bringing it back into society mainstream could be to the single-use plastic movement is like pretty huge be pretty amazing now if companies really believe that they have to be the ones handling like the the clean the cleaning of the containers themselves um, there are circular refill options. Vancouver has Mugshare and Cuppy, and Toronto has Rego. These are Mugshare specifically for reusable mugs, where multiple cafes will have the same type of mug that you can, if you forgot your mug, they'll bring it, and then you can bring it back, and they will sanitize it and give it to the next person. And with those systems, it's just like a deposit, right? Like yeah. you, you pay like. It's like a very affordable. It would be like the same. I've seen like price. two to five dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say it would be no more or less than like a cafe drink, probably, of what you would purchase. Yeah, anyways, so maybe you right? double the cost of your one drink, but then you get it back when you return it. Yeah, exactly. Which is a or it doesn't cost you anything to exchange it the next mm-hmm. time. Yeah, which is incredible because um, to go cups. A lot of people actually don't know this. This is something that I'm just gonna vent about a little bit because to go cups. A lot of people think that for some reason, because they're made out of paper, that they're like recyclable and that the lid's recyclable and that like they're not that bad, but they're awful. They're terrible. They're lined with this plastic that can't be broken down. Like if you start the process of taking the fibers away from the plastic, it just like destroys everything in the paper recycling process. And so the machinery. Yeah, like it's really not good. Like you do not want these plastic lined cups in with recycling because it is not good. It's awful. And I just wanted to just plug that right there is that reusable cups are not in any... And they're not compostable either. No, because of that plastic liner. Right. So basically you can't do anything with them. They have to be thrown out. They just go to landfill. That's their only option. straight to landfill. And even the ones that say compostable on them... Require very specific conditions. Yes. Okay, so now I want to say something about the composting. Oh, we're, get, yeah, we're getting off a little bit on a sidetrack, but I think that this is important that people we know this. Yeah, so there's a lot of... Um, so I guess there's kind of two different streams, I'll say that, of composting. So there is household compost, so like backyard compost things that would break down if you literally dug a hole in the ground and threw something in it, like mm-hmm. it would break down and it would be gone forever. That would be considered households or backyard. And then there's industrial composting. And industrial composting is not something that you can do in your backyard. And so actually in Edmonton, we have 
a composter that I would consider an industrial composter. Our main composter is broken still right now, but basically in industrial composting, the compost itself gets to a certain temperature. It gets to a really, really high temperature and then it breaks down things much more effectively than it would in your backyard compost. So if you see that something says compostable on it, it might not necessarily be compostable in your backyard. It might actually have to go to like a facility and reach a certain temperature in order to actually break down. And so a lot of that is greenwashing where they're like, this is compostable in very specific conditions. So that you're like, yay, it's compostable. I can feel good about myself. (laughs) But really it just ends up in landfill anyway. Also, if something says that it's biodegradable, (laughs) that's another. Same thing. Keyword, yeah, biodegradable does not necessarily mean that it's biodegradable, so... It's so funny, because most of the things that actually are compostable will never tell you that. Oh, no. No. Like Q-tips. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's one of the weird things that you can actually compost is a Q-tip. Really? Okay. I thought... But isn't there, like, a big marketing thing as... Like, can't you buy, like, 100% bamboo organic... Q-tips to like get away from plastic Q-tips or like regular standard branded Q-tips. Compostable. The Q-tip brand because they have a paper stem. Yeah. Yeah. It's paper and cotton. That's amazing. That's all it is. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. No. There you fact, go. I betcha the, the bamboo stick ones. Yeah. Would probably actually take longer to break down. Yeah. And probably would. And like, like the, definitely not the plastic ones. Those yeah, will not. No. <laughs> We're talking like. Plastic will never break down. No. And napkins. You can throw your napkins in there. Your tissues. You blow your nose. Yeah. You can compost that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't think about that. But it doesn't need to go to the landfill. Those are things that will never be labeled compostable on them because. Because they're a paper product. Because they're a paper product. <laughs> and they, I, I don't know, maybe the com- the companies just assume that you know that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But here we are talking about it, so obviously. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, so your to-go paper cups that you get, don't throw them in the compost. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. So who is accepting containers? I mean, we talked about Transcend, so they're accepting reusable mugs. I know that when it comes to bulk, no one is because it's a health inspection decision at this time. Mm Mm-hmm. Carbon Environmental will accept refills for their cleaner refill section. So probably anything that isn't like a food product, I I would guess. Yeah. Right? That would be the defining line, I would guess. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Carbon Environmental Boutique sells any food-like products anyway. And, I mean, I shop at Superstore, which has never stopped taking my bag when I go to the till. Or or produce bags. I've always, mm-hmm. been, I've always been able to use produce bags and grocery bags. Oh, there. you've been able to use produ- produce bags, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, we've been mm. able to do that the whole time. Hmm. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. Okay, so I shop at Save On. They won't, like, touch your bags, so you have to do all your own bagging, which is mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, same with Same, super- same with at Superstore. Mm-hmm. If I use a reusable produce bag and fill stuff up then um, I have to, like, take it out of the bag. Yeah, on the conveyor belt uh, before so they can, like, weigh and measure it and handle it or whatever, and then right. I would have to put it back in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still feel like they're touching your food now. That yeah. That goes in your mouth. Yeah, uh, right? Like, wash your vegetables. Anyways. You're going to wash your vegetables anyway, so it, what does yeah. it matter if it's in a bag? Yeah. Know, it's bizarre. It really doesn't matter. So, yeah, what what I do now is literally I go grocery shopping and I, like, get my cart or my basket – and 
you know, I like still get my produce that isn't prepackaged and I just literally put it like right into my basket. And so it might feel a little bit weird to be that person that just has like all these vegetables all rolling these around. Vegetables rolling yeah. Around. And like, <laughs> it totally is a bit weird for sure. It's not really that weird if you think about it. Like your vegetables will all touch. Like it's not a big deal. Whatever. So anyways, I'm that person in the grocery store with my fruits and vegetables all rolling around. Do you know what I really hate? Hmm. So the peppers are cheaper when they come in plastic. I think apples are too. Same with avocados. Yeah. I'm like, that's dumb. And so. Yeah, super annoying. It's where my partner is. He's like, money is the biggest factor there. So he goes grocery shopping. Quite often, he comes home with the plastic peppers because they were cheaper. Because you can get eight for the price of three. I'm like, yeah, but it's not that much more expensive. He's like, it's way, it's like more than twice as much. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, right? Like, when my partner also does that, he went grocery shopping for our house because, like I said, I've kind of just been like, oh, I don't want to go grocery shopping. I'm over it. (laughs) It just it's just so, so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, whatever. Anyway, so he goes grocery shopping, which is like, you know, great, and comes home with a bag of apples and not even like, because in Edmonton, you can recycle plastic bags. The Only stretchy the stretchy plastic. ones. Yeah. So you can recycle the stretchy plastic bags. So Basically, like, if it crinkles. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to yell at him if he <laughs> brings home something in a stretchy plastic bag, like okay, not my favorite, but like, you know, my I mean, blood won't boil. Personally, I think if he's going to do the grocery shopping, I'm not going to yell at him anyway. I know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, like it's fine. Whatever. I'll just like bring it up slowly. Like, oh, you do too. Anyways. I'm like, no, you, you could have got the other ones. No, but then he went grocery shopping and he got a bag of apples in like the crinkly plastic that has like and you lost a it? zipper top. And I was just like. And you flip the table over Why? and you like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I have no chill. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Obviously, like, it's fine, whatever. But gently, I was like, uh, if you're going to buy something in plastic, maybe at least choose something. One one step better. And recycle? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, yeah. it really only delays it one level because it always gets downcycled. And then the next yeah. round it isn't it recyclable again, generally. Well, but in Edmonton, because we have... Not that I'm disagreeing with what you're saying. You would know better than certain, I, having worked for um, But I will say that because we have a facility in Edmonton which changes waste into energy... So they actually, if you throw away a single-use stretchy plastic bag, it can be used as garbage fluff, which is the very technical term for the feedstock of the power plant, or energy producing. They produce ethane. Anyways, it's kind of a, there's more science in it than that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a very crude, crude description. As another another disclaimer, neither of us are scientists. Yeah. Yeah, I am technically a scientist. Damn it, you're technically a scientist. Yeah. But not, this is not my field of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> I am not an expert in this at all. I am just a regular person, like everyone else listening to this, that maybe has put a little bit more time and energy into learning about waste but anyways um yeah so basically the stretchy plastic bags can be used as feedstock for this third-party company that produces ethanol out of waste in Edmonton so 
Is that a form of recycling? That's questionable. But it could technically be considered recycling. Well, that's the thing is a lot of people it. can a lot of people when they think of recycling, they just think that, you know, they hand in this bag and it becomes another bag, but that's not how it works. No. No, no, no. no. Definitely not. Anyways, so that was just my two cents is that you can recycle stretchy plastic bags in Edmonton. So if you're going to choose to buy something in plastic, me, for me personally, I would rather choose something that had a stretchy bag than something that didn't if I had to buy it in plastic. That's my two cents. Okay, so what can we do? What can we do during these crazy times? Yeah, this is a great question. So this is something that I've thought a lot about. I mean, in Edmonton, we're really lucky that we do have bulk places and pre-COVID bulk places where we could do a lot of low waste shopping, but in a lot of other smaller communities where, you know, they might only have a couple of grocery stores, they might not necessarily have the access to a bulk grocery store, the same as in Edmonton. I used to live in a small town that didn't have a grocery store. Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) We literally had to drive 45 minutes to a grocery store. So bulk's not an option, but if you do want to do something to reduce your waste, there are some things that you can do. So eat at home. If you go get a coffee every day, you could just make a pot of coffee at home. This is what I do. Maybe just use eating out, not an everyday thing, or trying to reduce that in your life so that it's not constant or consistent. It's probably better for you anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, Another thing that you can do is to, so you're already eating at home because you just took my last tip, Um, but plan out your meals. And if you are going to buy something in packaging, like if you are going to buy a pantry staple that you have all the time, buy that in the biggest quantity that you Like what I said earlier with my bulk items. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I'm getting as much as I can possibly get in one bag. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like the Earl Grey tea. Yeah. Adding to your bigger packaging is better. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying earlier, granola bars, individually wrapped versus a giant bag of granola where you have one large package for a lot of it rather than a whole bunch of tiny packages for each individual serving. Yeah. Single serve, don't do it. It's awful. And I mean, yeah, you might have to like plan a little bit more in advance because you can't just like run out the door and grab something. But if once once you get into it and get into routine and I don't know, I'm someone who really likes to like... It takes me less than five minutes own, to make my lunch. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm someone who like, I like to make my own stuff anyways. So it's always a fun challenge to be like, hmm, there's this like snack that I like that's in single use plastic, but I'm not going to buy that anymore and I'm going to make... A different snack that I like. Our general system for cooking at home is you make as much as you possibly can of any one item and then you have leftovers. Yeah, exactly. And then we divvy up the leftovers into containers at that moment. It doesn't, like, if we make a stir fry, we don't put all of the stir fry in one big container. We put it in multiple smaller containers so that we can just grab and go. Yeah, which is awesome. Like, I also love that system I love leftovers but like have you ever have you ever been in that situation like this has happened to me where I've like made a 9 by 13 of something and my partner like isn't crazy about it and is like eh like I'm just not don't really like it and so then I have to eat an entire 9 by 13 of something but I will (laughs) well I had a I had a bread mishap turns out that bread maker yeast is way more potent than pizza dough yeast when I first got my bread maker, oh, 
God, almost two, two weeks months. ago. Yeah, it was two a while ago. Yeah. That's all you can find because you can't find yeast anywhere. Is yeah, I found pizza dough yeast. So that's what yes. I've been using and that's what I've been making in all the recipes. So I did the exact same recipe, but I switched out for bread machine yeast instead of pizza dough yeast and it exploded. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. it was like coming over the edge and like lifted up the lid on the bread maker. Mm-hmm. And so of course I couldn't pull it out as one nice loaf. So I had to like rip it chunk by chunk. Yeah. And so I didn't have Wait, nice... did it cook that way? It did no. cook. Oh, because you was cooked like it giant... in a bread maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just cooked this giant mushroom-shaped loaf <laughs> that I had That's to amazing. Pick, like chunk by chunk to get it out. Mm-hmm. And so my partner made stuffing out of it. Mm-hmm. Because... That works. We're just trying to... Like, Why not? What can we do with this? We don't, yeah. We're not going to waste it. We can't slice it. So we made... So we had beer can chicken and, and... There you go. And there was so much stuffing. And I enjoyed stuffing for days. For days, yeah. Well, and yeah, so I'm like, that's kind of one of the, I don't know, like some people might think of, of it as a nightmare, but it's kind of fun to get creative with like, what am I going to do with this? Like, you know, you have yeah. to, you have to get creative, which that's, is I, I do not enjoy the creativity that comes out of this food's going to go bad soon. So we need to come up with something yeah. to do with it. So let's do something. Let's with do it. something. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other tips for... Yes. without reusables yeah buy local when you can because you're kind of reducing those fuel costs and a lot of people might let you like at farmers markets and stuff they might yeah, let I you have, like a relationship with some of the people yeah you yeah you mentioned my that apple guy yeah your apple guy who <laughs> he will, always like, like just, pulls them yeah. out from under the table for me he's like here you go <laughs> yeah exactly so i think and he that does just, the same thing like i hold my bag out he puts the apples in my bag yeah and then i'm not the touching ticket. yeah I don't get it. I don't understand why this isn't an option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now it's time for our wine, cheese, and dessert segment. So this is where we whine about something, give you a cheesy joke, (laughs) and then top it off on a good note. So my wine this week is that I had a really hard time trying to get across the river on a bike. I find going across the high-level bridge, not a problem. That's how I got here. Easy peasy. Very bike-friendly. But... To get across the low-level bridge, there's like there's stairs, there's scary windy hills, there's off ramps, and it's it's a nightmare. Isn't it also like the actual path to go across the low-level bridge is like very tiny? So if you're trying to pass someone, it's like terrifying. No, the crossing okay. the bridge itself was all right. It was okay. getting to the bridge and getting from the bridge back to society again afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the places that was that was a struggle. Like, I went down this one trail because I was trying not to be on the main roads because they're scary, and the trail was flooded, so I had to turn around and go back. And then I had to go another way, and then there was construction, and so I had to turn around and go back. I didn't think I was going to make it. And then missing a bus. And I was just like, this shouldn't be this hard! Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) That would be so frustrating. So, my wine is, is that biking is not always easy, but... I know it's the better option, the driving, when it's possible. So my cheese is, why did the bike fall over? Why? Because it was too tired. (laughs) Yes, okay. (laughs) Fantastic, okay. And my dessert is that I am now volunteering at Bike Edmonton Mm -hmm. on Tuesday nights and building bikes so that bikes stay out of landfill. Yay! Yeah, which is awesome because bikes are incredible tools that I feel like people just will like throw away an entire bike for no reason and just get a new one. Right. 
Less driving, less bikes and landfills. Yay! Kate, what's your uh, wine? Okay, so my wine comes with a a little a little bit of dessert already. Um, so I am fortunate enough to still be employed full time in my. I used to work downtown um, and have been working from home for the last four months, which is very crazy. Um, and so working from home is like this really wonderful, great thing. But I also work from home alone. And I'm a very social person. So sometimes I feel like I'm going a little bit crazy. I'm doing a really good thing for the environment, staying home and not driving my car or, yeah, going into the office every day or, you know, I'm really reducing my footprint. So that's definitely like my little dessert there. But sometimes I'm like, okay, Emily, you actually need to schedule yourself to leave the house because it would be so easy for me to never leave the house for like days on end okay well this isn't super cheesy but my favorite my favorite corona virus meme so far has been the tag of people who are wearing jeans during coronavirus like who do you think you are <laughs> like why <laughs> when you're hey, staying at home all the I'm time wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you're yeah, when you're like video conferencing, when you work from home and you're like not leaving the house, you're just like staying at home. Like, who's wearing jeans? Like, come on. Like, let put on your real. yoga pants. Yeah, like <laughs> it's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to put on your jeans. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. Anyways, but that was definitely my favorite. Like, what are you trying to prove to people wearing jeans <laughs> nice. when you're video conferencing? Like, unnecessary. <laughs> so you're saying that I should dress down for our podcast? Yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> I came from work, so it's-, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. I'm like, yeah, for me, like when I don't leave the house, like yeah, I can wear my yoga pants every day, or like I can wear a hoodie. Like I would never wear what I'm. I'm literally wearing like a hoodie and like sport shorts, and I would never wear that to my office downtown ever. But because it's a video conference, it's fine. And if you don't ask, follow her on Instagram. You totally saw what she's wearing today. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I'm I'm presentable enough. <laughs> this, but, yeah, just a little different than my usual go-to-work outfit. Anyways, thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find all the ways to connect with us on becominglesspod.podbean.com, where you can also support waste reduction efforts here in Edmonton by supporting Waste Free Edmonton. I'm Biz. I'm Emily. We hope you can join us next time in our journey to becoming a little less every day. There's a cat on a leash outside. <laughs> Welcome to White Ab Living. This is, sorry. That is not a dog.